Hi everyone, this is Vinesh Sukumaran. Welcome to the Positive Behavior Podcast. As you know, this is a place where I talk about applications of positive psychology as well as ways to develop and demonstrate positive behavior. So this is the third season. If you've been following this, you know that this is the third season. This is actually the fifth episode of the third season. And what I've been doing is, you know, people close to me, people close to me in life, I've been talking to them, I've been interviewing them. And I think uh, at some point I woke up to the fact that I know these amazing people. Why not bring them into the into my podcast channel, talk to them and bring out some of the positive behaviors from their lives. So that's that's essentially what I've been doing. And uh, you can find this on all the podcast platforms. You can find it on Spotify. You can find it on iTunes, uh, Google Podcasts, and so on. And from this season onwards, I've also been posting this on YouTube. So you can find uh, a recording of this of this video conference on, on YouTube, if you like. So, so my guest today is uh, someone I've known for a long time. He's also been my childhood friend. We went to the same school. We actually also went, uh, we also stayed in the same na- neighborhood for some time. And uh, what can I say about Adarsh? Well, uh, okay, his name is Adarsh Hariharan and I call him Adi. Uh, he's someone who, you know, even before all this happened, even before I, you know, became a psychologist or learned psychology or, uh, you know, started doing this line of work, I think there, there are a lot of these positive behaviors, even before this, way, way before this podcast even happened, there are a lot of amazing positive behaviors I picked up from others myself. So one of the things is, uh, like for example, reading. I think I can completely attribute Adash to being the person who who sort of got me into reading. I remember him giving me some books. You know, I, I never used to read earlier. Uh, when I was uh, 15, 16, I, I wasn't a big fan of reading. So he gave me Godfather and said, this is a book that will get you hooked. And uh, I started reading it. <laughs> I didn't really, I didn't really read the whole book. So the, then he, you know, he gave me another book, and then he would talk about reading. You know, I think he's one of the people who really got me into this, in, in, into reading, and became a big part of my life. He's also someone who uh, I think, uh, you know, not it's not just reading, it's not just movies, but also I think I picked up a lot of things from others by just sort of being around him. You know, the way he would talk, the way he would put his ideas across, the way he would, the way he would treat people. Okay, so I, I'm, I'm not going to uh, give away too much. I am going to allow Adash to uh, talk about that. So, uh, Adi, welcome to the Positive Behavior Podcast. Thanks for taking the time out. I know it's morning there in Seattle. Thanks for taking the time out to, to be here. It's my pleasure, Vinesh. And, and yeah, I'm All really right. to be here on your podcast. Sure. Super. So, uh, I mean, before we begin, I know I know a lot about you. I think we've uh, you know spent a lot of time together. You want to say something about yourself, about uh, yourself and your background, so that you know when we go further into this podcast, people know where the where the great ideas are coming from. <laughs> yeah, happy to, Vinesh. Um, so my name is Adarsh Hariharan. I also go by Adi Hariharan. I am from Bangalore. But now I live in Seattle with my wife, Chaitanya, and dog, Imli. A quick background about myself. Um, I went to school with my really good friend, Vinesh, um, in uh, Paps or Frank Anthony Public School. Um, You know, when we were in school, we were a band of childhood friends. And the best part is that uh, this band of childhood friends continued to be my best friends even today. That's about like 
you know, 20 or 30 years after we had that experience together. Um, then I did a brief stint in Bishop Cotton's Boys School for my 11th and 12th, where I gathered another set of precious friends, and they also continue to be my really good friends even today. Um, then I did my mechanical engineering at University Vishweshwaraya College of Engineering, or UVCE in short. And then I started MusicYogi.com with our really good friend Sunil Kimchandani. It was an online music and movie store that also specialized in independent music. So Sunil and I ran Music Yogi for about four years, and I'll tell you that was some of my best years in my life. And then I went to business school. Um, then after business school, I interned and I continued to work at this large tech company based out of Seattle as a director of marketing. Okay, super. So, um, uh, yeah, I think uh, you mentioned Sunil. Sunil is going to be a guest uh, in one of the later podcasts. And uh, I'm not going to say much about Sunil right now. So we'll figure that out. So thanks for that introduction, Adarsh. And uh, since you mentioned we've spent a lot of time you know, together from school, you know, right from school, we would look, you know, in school, it was looking forward to those times when exams got over and we had all these plans, we do these things, go out to places and so on. And just like that, um, I think when we started working, though we did, though we did things that excited us, uh, we always looked for those evenings or weekends or breaks and we, you know, we've, we've taken vacations together and so on. So later I realized that this this idea of what you do apart from work is also a big part of, uh, you know, it's a big part of positive psychology. So you want to say something about what you do apart from, uh, you know, your life in Microsoft uh, or your, you know, your your day-to-day life as a, as a working professional? Yeah. Um, so the first thing, um, I like it. I like the simple things. The simple things really like, give me a lot of joy. Um, I do uh, like spending like my evenings with my wife, Chaitanya, um, taking my dog, Emily, out for a walk um, and, and also spending time with her, like, you know, maybe uh, doing a little bit of work out in the garden or maybe like cooking some day dinner together. Um, and, and also look forward to having a really good time with, with the people that I care about, my family and my friends. Nothing really beats like having a beer or a coffee with with a really good friend. Um, the other thing that we also like doing is to find um, a beautiful kind of outdoor spot that people have not found or overlooked and do a little bit of a hike or a walk with our dog Emily or just a small little picnic with some beer and wines and some food or maybe just go um, have a swim in a lake or a river. And sometimes it's a quiet stuff. Finish. Uh, it's about you know picking up a really good book that you've been looking forward to reading, um, or cycling, or as I mentioned, I re- really started to enjoy working in my garden. And I think all of these like pulled together is is a great way to have a good time outside of work. Nice, super. So uh, I mean, I like the fact that almost everything that you mentioned is easily accessible. You know, typically when you're talking about uh, things that you do out of work people are thinking about you know the big things adventure and going skydiving and so on but i like the fact that you're picking these really simple things and and talking about it so uh you know one of the things that even people listening to this podcast or you know most people who are reading a book especially in the whole domain of self-help what they're trying to do is they're trying to get some things right 
and uh, this idea also turns out it turns out that this is this is really what positive psychology is all about it's about looking at a system and looking at what's going right looking at an organization and looking at what's going right what they're doing well and expanding on it looking at people and and looking at what they're doing right in life and so on so what are some things i mean you've got to where you are today you achieved so much i mean uh, you're you're so humble about your achievements Uh, you know you have a lake you're talking about swimming in a lake there's a lake right behind your house <laughs> and so you've uh, you've done all these things in life what do you think are some things that you did right or you got right and of course i'm not talking about those things that happened by sheer luck because you know that's not something that somebody can listen to and say you know i, w- I wish i get lucky but what are some things that you think you did which uh, you know in retrospect are the right things Yeah that's a great question Manish. Um you know this is one that like that that you made me think a little deeply about. Um it starts with trusting yourself. It starts with you it needs to start with you telling yourself that you have this infinite capacity to create impact in this world and you're going to do it in your own unique way. And you have to start working on it. and you have to build that belief over a long period of time and it starts with a couple of steps first it starts by being really open to learning and adapting every time you get new information and the good thing is that you get new information all the time you get new information when you try new things when you're talking to people or when you're reading stuff and what really counts at the end of the day is what you do with the information it's not about absorbing it it's about acting on it and then you have to get into this place of self awareness now self awareness is really not an easy thing to do but it is one of the most powerful toolkits if you have it you, and you really have to get deep down and be brutally honest with yourself and ask yourself what really helps you succeed and the places where you need to like really work on we all have gaps we all have shortcomings and it's perfectly human to have those gaps and shortcomings and it's about like understanding your strengths and then working on your gaps is when you'll be able to then be able to build your capacity to create impact and then figure out you know what your goals are and many of the times it's not about those moonshots it's about those little wins try to get those little wins under your belt and really get into the habit of finishing stuff with a high degree of quality and polish and over a period of time you have to be known as the person who delivers that high quality stuff next you got to be open to taking help from people i take help all the time and you take help by sharing your ideas being open to your thoughts and being open to taking mentors there are people out there who are willing to help you and give you a ton of great advice i have a ton of mentors and honestly without them i i i would have struggled to get to where i am today for instance um our really good friend paris Tehrani his dad Dr. Rustam Tehrani coached and gave me feedback on my business school essays honestly without him i would not have gotten to wharton and um and and i would not have been able to 
put together the high quality essays um, um, without his help and support. And my uncle and my brother and my wife have also been great mentors guiding me all along the way. And the last one is, um, you know, I manage a team of people and I also have the opportunity to work with several teams. And here's what I've observed. The people who drive maximum value are people who actually approach it with a fairly egoless way of doing things. Now, it's a funny paradox. Uh, you want to be able to go and you know, build all these things and drive and create impact for yourself. But you want to be able to do it with others and you want to be able to bring others along for the journey. And if you're able to do it with others, your impact will be way bigger than what you would have been able to achieve if you were to do it all by yourself. And if you were to do it in an egoless way, you just make that experience a lot more richer for others as well. So I think it's a combination of these, Vinesh, that I think that has really helped me to get to where I am today. Right. So I'm just going to I'm just gonna try to bring some of those ideas out. I like what the, the first thing that you said, you know, of, I mean, I think that's a really clear targeted message. Telling yourself, tell yourself that uh, you have this capacity to create a huge impact in the world. So I think that idea of telling yourself is, is, is pretty strong. Uh Learn, find out where your gaps are, get honest feedback and work on it. I like the fact that you focused on taking action and not just, you know, being passive about it uh, and getting help. And, uh, you know, you've acknowledged all the people who've helped you, uh, the fact that you help others. Uh, so did, was, what's the other thing that you said? Did you say it was egoless? You approach things in an egoless fashion. Is that is that what you said? I think it's about making sure that you can bring others along for the journey and as you create impact try to do that in an egoless way if you can remove yourself out of the picture and then and then put yourself in a in a place where you can think of doing it with others and not just by creating impact all by yourself it's about doing it um by supporting others and bringing others for the journey is is when you can create the the greater the greater impact all right super so uh the uh, you know one of the things that you that you mentioned you know you you did speak about succeeding and getting to where you are when it comes to success when uh, you know i'm working with people when i'm coaching people each one has their own metric as well as definition of what what success means to them you know for somebody it's uh, buying a bigger car for somebody it's uh, buying a mansion somebody it's uh, world travel uh, for someone else it's getting uh, getting a, dig- a college degree or a phd and and so on and so forth you know having having gone through life having had the experiences that you had what do you think what do you think are ideal pursuits for anybody what do you think people should uh, what do you think are smart or at least meaningful things for people to go after So let me tell you about what I like to go after ideally. Um, Honestly, for me, it's about rich life experiences. And that's what defines what life is for me. And and I put it into a few buckets. Let me start with the first one. Um, It's lived experiences. These experiences of enjoying things around you. And they happen all the time. They happen when you travel, when you see new places, new cultures, new people. 
or you know when you experience nature around you when you stop for a moment and you enjoy the beauty around you um and and also you get it when you spend time with people that you really care and love um nothing honestly remotely comes to that feeling of joy when you're able to spend a moment of of richness and goodness um with a person that you really care about the next bucket uh in my opinion is what i call as gained experiences uh these are experiences that you get um as you live your life the lessons that you pick up along the way uh for for instance vinesh i've learned a lot from you um from from our other friends um from a brother from chaitanya uh these are great lessons that come from also when you work um and they're everyday experiences that ultimately shape your thinking and build who you are sometimes when you work your tail off on a really hard problem and you solved it apart from giving you you know this great satisfaction it also forced you to learn a great deal and become a lot more wiser and mature and and again you know provides a great gained experiences in your life and the last bucket for me is shared experiences these experiences that you share again with people that are close to you sometimes you actually have a life experience vicariously through the eyes of another person like for instance vinesh you have a great way of telling stories and and i really enjoy living that moment through your stories and the way you tell them and and again that is a rich experience for me and and that's worth life as it is as i know it and another joy of life is when you you know you when you meet someone who shares some of the same interests as you do in music books or movies and then over a period of time you you become good friends and th- those are one of those joys in life for me as well and and to pull it all together i think those are things that for me are kind of like make those great ingredients for for a really good life right so uh I mean I think the only way to answer this question is personally because it's 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 different strokes for different folks right and uh, essentially getting making sure I like this I love this idea of going after experiences so one is individual experiences and also shared experiences and I like what you said in the end that you know it's it's these things in the end which actually get you in touch with and helps you build relationships with people who um, would really later matter to you so um you know one one big idea of a uh, uh, one big method in in positive psychology of looking at what's going well looking at what's right uh is to look at strengths so sometimes it's the strengths of of an organization of a, of a team and so on so what do you think are, are some of your strengths and uh, you know there's a lot of research around you know when people are using their strengths at work or in in their in their lives they actually the happiest they perhaps the most engaged they enjoy what's happening the experience flow and so on so what do you think are some of your strengths and also t- talk a bit about how these became your strengths and uh, you know uh, how did they really help you because they were your strengths because i'm sure somebody who's listening to this would identify this and say look if if that if that is a good strength how do i get it So you want to talk a bit about that? Yeah, sure can. Um so 
Um, let me start with like positivity and optimism. I've generally been a pretty optimistic person and I honestly prefer it over the alternative. Uh, you know, I hear arguments that people make that it's best to be cautious. It's always, you know, it's better to be prepared for a suboptimal outcome. I personally feel that that is limiting as life would be an unending steps of, of um, you know, of, of caution. Um, well, I believe in the opposite. I believe in the art of what's possible because then that opens up a whole world of possibility for me. Um, the second one is a little bit of like um, uh, rationality and maturity. Uh, well, I, I'm optimistic, but I'm not foolishly optimistic. I, I know my strengths, but I also know I have a great degree of self-awareness about my limitations. And I don't take chances with my limitations either. So if I can't control the outcome of something, I really don't play the game. Um, I think I'll make a horrible gambler. Um, that being said, <laughs> I do like taking some risks though, but I don't like making wild bets. But I take risks to push myself and push the boundaries a little bit. Again, goes back to the whole idea of the art of what's possible. You have to ask yourself if you are, if you have this capacity to do something that is slightly beyond you and then be able to go after it and try to get there. And the next one is being goal oriented. And I generally try to articulate to myself as to what I want and then try to get firm about it and then go after it with a fair degree of tenacity. And then also with a good dose of risk taking as well. And then once I have set myself um, on those goals, and then I try to put my blinders on and then go after it pretty hard. It helps me to get focused on the big and the most important things and not really get swayed by the little things. And then I don't give up that easily. Um, so I remember like, you know, when I was writing my um, GMAT for the first time, I thought I'd prepared well, but in reality, I really had not. Um, my approach was generally a spaghetti of methods from different books and different websites. I ended up getting, I think, like somewhere in the 600s. I knew it wasn't a great score. And so that I had to go back to the drawing board and start all over again. But then this time I built a different way of doing things. I built my way of cracking the problems and it worked. And I passed that, you know, dreaded 700 threshold in the GMAT. And that really helped me go and apply for the business school that I wanted to apply to. Um, and the last one, Vinesh, is that I'm generally not an envious person. I think like that's one of the biggest gifts I've received. Um, the way I look at it is that um, life for every person is an unending gift of experiences. And each person's lived experience is rich. They have their life's richness and I have mine. And one's life is not any less richer because we don't have the means or talents that our neighbors have. So I generally don't crave for what I don't have. And so these, again, like sum up the, the strengths as, as far as I've seen it, like that really helped me through life. Right. So um, I'm just going to pick on some of these. Okay, so you said you're not an envious person and that's just something that came to you naturally. So I'm going to just park that. I'm going to leave that out. Um, because from what you're saying, you, you also didn't do anything much to sort of develop that. I want to go back to the first couple of things that you said. One of the things that you said is you're generally an optimistic person. You like that uh, more out of choice and, and perhaps also out of, out of uh, instinct. 
you said you set goals and then you keep you put you put blinders and you go after it right so uh, can you just talk about these two things like how do you how do you do that how do you be you know especially if somebody who's listening to this and they're saying you know why am i so pessimistic why do i keep looking at what's not possible do you have any thoughts on what they can they could do to become more optimistic that's one thing and secondly also on the on the point about goals you can set goals but the biggest problem that people have is going after it how can someone just put blinders on and 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 go after it how does that what does that look like and what do they do in reality yeah let's start with the, the optimism right um well let's do a little bit of a thought exercise um if you get go back about like 10 or 20 years in you know in your life what do you remember most about your time and your life um this may not be true for everybody but um you know but when i try it it's mostly true for me that i tend to remember the good stuff the everyday fears that you had the worries that you experienced back then have mostly faded away and what's really stuck are the really good stuff now it's ultimately the positive experiences that stick with you and define who you are maybe it's a brain that does a really good job of filtering out the bad stuff and just sticking with the good stuff but truly you want to like stop for a moment and think it's the good stuff that really counts now now make no mistake some of the fears are good they do spur us into action but let's not overly get fixated on those fears and anxiety because they can limit you in your capacity to do amazing things and at the end of the day they don't really count it's the good stuff that really counts and and i'm hoping that that will help you drive towards having a level of optimism and build that level of positivity in your life and then if you really want something now desires is a human thing i'd say go after it pursue it now you don't need to pursue it in a selfish way you can pursue it because you really want it and your path of pursuit will actually help you learn and become a lot more mature and as you do it you just need to remember that it's not what you do that counts but how you do it also matters and make sure that when you do things you do things in a way that aligns with your principles and your values and then goes back to the point of putting on blinders finish it's about like knowing when to go after those big things and not get distracted with the little things and so the things that you need to do is to is to challenge yourself challenge yourself to do tough things um you don't need to do it all the times but but find a way to to push yourself a little more the tougher the better and if you take on bigger challenges and you solve bigger problems you kind of also like rewiring and revectoring your brain to focus on the big things and you really start worrying less about the little things and then go try to shoot for the things that are slightly out of your reach you'll actually surprise yourself and then when you when you get down to it choose to act get in and get it done now i i i remind myself that no one really got rewarded for not doing anything now again it's a human thing it's a human trait i don't think we can sit idle i think it you know I, i if i remember right i think even the gita says it that you, that humans are bound to action 
you have to act you have to build and as amazon calls it a bias for action and what you need to do is just given to your innate ability to act and next um make sure that you have these rich experiences remember like the big lofty goals are great and you really want to go after them and you want to have a few and you have to find a way to build your capacity to go after them but while you do that remember the magic is in the everyday and here's my little piece of advice don't get so wrapped up in your big ambitions then you miss the chance to experience the everyday that makes life rich i hope that was useful to you nish oh yes absolutely so um you know starting with uh, you know one big part of what you're saying is that you know do things which are aligned with your values and i think that's a that really makes you go after things because uh, you know you you know you're being authentic and you're going after the right things uh i think what you spoke earlier about daily wins so i think if i just club that with what you said in the end is i think it's exactly what happens if, if you're just waiting to reach or to hit that jackpot and then celebrate you're going to miss out on every single day so i think those small wins every single day i think will 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 get you there um and also uh, let me also just reiterate this 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 idea of optimism i think that's a fantastic exercise i was just doing it like uh, as you were as you were talking i was doing it to myself and i had the same experience it's really the good stuff that you uh that you that you remember and uh, and since that's the case i think it makes sense to to work your life out that way just a thought on what you said in the end about uh, action i think uh, uh, there is a, there's a there's a lot of research out there which actually says we do have a bias towards action you know the, the whole phenomenon of uh, pressing the elevator button waiting there the elevator is not come but you want to just press it again you want to you feel it's better to just do something than not do something but i think uh, what i want to emphasize from what you said is it's important that we carry this to the the big things in our life the big goals uh, or the the other things that we're after like happiness or uh, peace of mind or whatever okay so i, I want to just shift tracks a bit uh you know one of the places or let me just say one of the times in life when people are really seeking help uh, looking at advice looking at uh, finding out the right thing for themselves is when things are tough we've had tough time for a lot of people across the world because of the pandemic so what is it that i'm i'm sure you've you've gone through tough times in your own in your own life what is it that you did or what are some things that helped you get through those tough times in life you want to say something about that yeah i mean yeah that's a great question um i tend to remind myself that um You know, we've heard this in school. Many people have told us, but let me tell you it's true. Adversity is a great teacher. And then you when you have a tough time, you will come out of it and you will come out of it being better and stronger and tougher than you were before you actually went through that tough time. Now, when you're going through that tough time, looking for that kind of silver lining is challenging especially when you're in the middle of that big shit pot um but it's the tough times truly that make you better and then it also helps you grow and become a lot more mature if you have an opportunity to talk to a farmer they will actually tell you that 
plants generally will give you a better fruit um, if they've gone through a period of drought versus those that have been watered regularly. So it is it is something that happens in life and it happens in nature. And every person goes through this tough period. Nobody can ex- escape it. And so I don't think you need to really ask yourself, why me? Because everybody is going through a tough period or has gone through a tough period. Um, one of the things I try to do, Vinesh, is I try to consider um, the absolute worst case scenario. Try to visualize it. Try to visualize what rock bottom would really look look like. And consider what life would be if that were to happen. Once you reconcile yourself to the worst case scenario, then things won't look as bad as what you thought um, it's going to be as you as you go through that period of a tough time. And then from then on, everything will start looking like an upside. Like, for example, um, you know, I was in my um, I think I just finished my first year of business school. I just did my internship in the company that I'm currently working in. Um, I just wrapped my internship, but then I found out that my internship didn't con- convert. And then I also got a call to um, that that my dad was going through a fairly serious surgery at that point of time. Um, and so it was it was um, being right in the middle of a perfect storm. Um, and then things sucked for a uh, for a fair period of time. But then you know, considering the worst case scenario, really helped me at that point of time. Um, it's about like taking that quiet time and thinking through what life could possibly be um, if the outcome just didn't, didn't turn out the way you expected it to turn out and it just turned out for the worse. Um, it was really th- tough things. It was really a tough thing to do, but it helped me re- reconcile myself with my emotions. It helped me reorient myself. And then I, it really helped clear the way for me to like, start working towards a better outcome. At the end of the day, my dad is doing great. And I think I ended up in a much better team uh, than the team that um, that I interned for um, and, in, and in the same company too. And so, so at the end of the day, the outcome was awesome. Uh, but you just need to remember that, you know, tough times come to every person. Tough times don't last, but tough times just make you a better individual. Great. So, um, I mean, I think I think you you're one of the people who's answered this particular question, you know, in the clearest way possible. So, one is look at remember that it's it's something which is going to make you grow. So, uh, like uh, Haruki Murakami said, the person who goes into the storm is not the same person who comes out of the storm. You're going to be a different person. And uh, I I like what you said about visualizing. So, when you're inside that storm. Imagine what's the worst thing that could happen, and that's going to give you the energy to to sort of to sort of go on. In fact, I've also heard this and, and read about this a lot of times. When you think about the worst thing that could happen, and you think about the likelihood, it's almost extremely unlikely that that thing actually happens, and you actually land up in that place in life. And I think that uh, you know, many people I've coached uh, have told me that that really helped them. Um, Okay, now uh, you know this. This this question's really taking me back to a lot of the things that we've shared. I mean, at least earlier when we're just out of school and college, uh, it's impossible for us to not remember Parvez Dehrani again. And you know, we watched a lot of movies together. And I think he really watched so many movies that he'd tell us about, and then we'd watched. We we'd end up watching a fra- fraction of that. Uh, the other thing is books. 
we talk about books exchange books uh, buy books for each other with each other and and, and so on so this reading and and, and movies uh, books and movies uh, just like it's it was an important part of uh, or is an important part of our lives it's also what most people are after so if you have a problem you're looking at a solution you go say onto the internet you'll end up reading something or you'll end up watching a video somewhere of somebody talking or you know you'll end up talking to somebody and who would probably give you advice or coach you or mentor you or whatever so do you have any recommendations for people who are listening to this uh, any book recommendations or movie recommendations and if you want you can also share what what those books or movies have done for you and you know so that people get into it uh, sort of knowing what to expect yeah no uh one of my favorite topics but where do i start <laughs> okay let me start with uh, books then i'll probably like you know touch upon one movie um i mean there are a lot of movies but i think like this movie like really stood apart for me uh so let me start with some of the the spiritual ones uh not that i'm like a super spiritual person but i do like reading through um you know a few of the spiritual books so one is um uh, the upanishads uh, and the other another one is zen buddhism by dt suzuki i know um vinesh you're a big fan of zen buddhism and i think you'll particularly like this one. <laughs> um now the reason why i like both books and i'm put both the books together is because they are extremely cryptic um they're really old books and they talk about really old and ancient philosophies and again a lot of it originated from india which um, which all of us in canada should be immensely proud about but they're also immensely enjoyable uh, to contemplate um they they're not simple guides um but they're almost like pre- they present themselves as like tough problems that you need to go and solve the more you ponder over them the more goodness you get out uh they eventually become kind of like you know these spiritual beacons and there's a lot of personal lessons you can draw out of them but again it's for you to chew on it's for you to think about and ruminate on and and these books will also give you you know a great way to get rooted um and and to really orient yourself in the things that you you truly want to develop and the things that you really want to pursue and and you really get a sense of what are things that are truly important to you um the next book in that same cryptic vein is uh this book by nietzsche which is the spok zarathustra um it is cryptic but it's not a spiritual book book by any means and and again um you know all these books these three books uh for me they're 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 a great opportunity to draw some personal insights and to tap into kind of like these ancient philosophies to see um to seek those lessons but again those lessons are obviously not in a simple way uh but they but they're hidden in this in this cryptic way of of writing and it's for you to like contemplate and unlock um and then the uh, another book this is my my all time favorite it's a brave new world by aldous huxley um now aldous huxley now he's a visionary he wrote this book in 19 i think 33 and what he envisioned back then is slowly revealing itself even today uh it paints a dystopian future but weirdly um but also it is utopian for some of the characters in the book for me this book is a great example uh of how um a person can maintain a mature and a rational outlook in 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 the face of a fairly like complex world that we live in 
that has both dystopian and utopian characteristics. Great book. Um, another one of my favorites is, is On the Road. Um, this is written by this person called Jack Kerouac. Uh, this is a, it's a wild book. It's, it's one long, unending, breathless take on life. Uh, for me, it, it really opened up this world of what a widely, wildly exciting life experience can be. Uh, will I live that life experience? Likely not. Uh, but then for me, I could like vicariously live that experience through this book. This book was like stylistically was a masterpiece and opened up a whole world of other books and music for me. Um, any of the Herman Hess books are great. In my opinion, his books are it is all it is like an honest description of his own spiritual journey, which is filled with expectations, disappointments, battling paradoxes and ultimately finding his swing and finding his goal in life. Um, so and then switching gears and I want to like just call out like one movie, uh, which which personally for me stuck because of the experience of watching the movie and the experience itself. Um, one, um, so I, re I clearly remember this was about like uh, about 20 or 22 years ago. Um, Pervez um, Tehrani, who um, we talked about, um, uh, you know, in a couple of instances, um, came to Vinesh and I and said that he's got this new movie. It's called One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest. And he's got this new laser disc player at home. Um, and then we got excited and then we went to his home and we started uh, watching this movie. Now, I'm not sure if you remember. <laughs> I recall that. Laser discs were these like large CD-like things. Uh, they're not DVDs, but I think it was pre-DVDs. And uh, you had this movie in about like three different discs. And so we watch this. We watch like you know, it was it was a movie split into three parts. Um, so we ended up watching uh, two parts of it because they were two separate discs. But the third disc turned out to be a bum disc. Um, and, and, you know, the three of us were like really disappointed that we couldn't finish that movie. Uh, but, but we eventually did. But what that movie, um, the movie was, 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 a, was, a, was a great movie about redemption, was, was one about personal freedoms, but it taught me a lot. It taught me a lot about camaraderie. It taught me about kind of like standing up to authority and, and to really preserve independence and to preserve that ability to have your own individual thought and for standing up for it. And, and there, was a, there was a certain sense of heroism about it as well that I really loved. And, and again, that movie was special to me because we ended up like it was an experience of watching it with my really close friends um, and, and the anticipation of watching that movie, especially given that Pervez really talked up that movie. As Vin said, he was, he's, he's a great way, he has a great way of explaining things and, and he did just a fantastic job um, um, telling us why One Flew with the Cuckoo's Nest was one of the world's greatest movies. <laughs> nice. I, I, if, I, if I didn't know you personally, it, it would have been sort of difficult to keep track of everything that you said. Because there's so much of stuff out there. So uh, just to recap, the Upanishads, uh, the book on Zen, Zen Buddhism, uh, Taspok Zarathustra by Nietzsche, uh, On the Road by Jack Kerouac, uh, any book by Herman Hesse, if I recall some of the books that we were in love with at that time were uh, Damien, Siddhartha, um, I think also Nalp and Narcissus and Goldman. Uh, any one of these that you would 
recommend over any of the others? I would not. Or you, they're my equal favorites. You would not. <laughs> they're equal favorites. Uh, Brave New World by Aldous Huxley and One Flow with Cuckoo's Nest. Yes, I, I remember watching this with Parvez. I also remember where we watched it. We watched it in that in that house behind, in the in the outhouse. Okay, so um, uh, you know uh, the last but one question that I have for you is a lot of people who I work with, who I coach, uh, one of the things that they're trying to do, whether they're trying to achieve something at work or in their personal lives or buy something or get to a certain level of their lives or, you know, corporate hierarchies, whatever, people in the end are trying to feel good. So uh, what does this, what does this feel like to you? What is it? What are you feeling when you feel good? And um, also, uh, you can say something if you like about uh, how other people can do the same. Yeah, that's a great question. It completely depends on what I'm feeling good about. Um, so uh, take, for instance, if I just completed a long and arduous task. Um, for me personally, it's a feeling of deep sense of relief and satisfaction that I get. Um, sometimes I would actually like go back and see what I've done just to enjoy it. Um, I like doing that once in a while. Uh, then I tend to do this. I tend to share this with uh, the people that I'm really close to. And then we go and actually celebrate it. Like Chetan and I would go out to dinner and celebrate our small wins. Or I would just call my brother and share it with him. And I tend not to do anything fancy. Um, but, but, I, but I do celebrate. I, I celebrate in a small way and, and it really feels good when I do that. Um, and a, another way of feeling good is, is honestly when I connect with someone that I really care about. Um, it, it feels great when I'm able to like reach out to this person and, and connect with this person. And, and this one is really difficult to explain because this, you know, helps me really feel grounded. Um, it almost feels like it's coming back home. Uh, I feel more of who I am because I'm in this really comfortable space with this person to be myself um, and, and really, truly enjoy uh, this moment of time. And, and these are, again, moments that I cherish and I really look forward to having more of these. And then I keep coming back to this point of the everyday. And for me, this is really, really important. Um, and, and it's almost about like, you know, taking that moment uh, in life to, to stop by this, the wayside and smell the flower. It comes back to that. And, and, and maybe it's, it's part of like growing older that I tend to cherish um, the things that are happening around me more now than before. And, and you, it really unlocks these magical things because it's, it's magical to be part of that, 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 that satisfaction. And part of it is, is what you expect. Um, because, you know, it's, it's, it's the everyday, you know, how the day is going to go. But the magic comes in when you start seeing, um, an and it's not, not just seeing, but you also experience this unexpected fleeting moments of joy. You know, it's, it's sometimes when you see that, you know, purple sunset, or when you get that lick from your dog, or when you kind of like, you know, rediscover an old joke but you still laugh about it, even though you know what that punchline is. Um, it's, it's amazing because it's unplanned. It happens every single day. And the best part is that you don't even need to go looking for it. 
Um, and the last one for me, Vinesh, about feeling good is is about kind of like that gratitude um, for for some of the gifts that you've gotten. And these are not the gifts that you've developed, but these are the gifts that you've gotten. And, and you you get gifts all the time. Some of these are small, some of these are big. Uh, but again, these are things that you uh, I'd like to be thankful for and and also have an opportunity to share it with others if um, if that opportunity presents itself. Nice. So uh, I'm going to just I'm going to pick the bookends. What you said about gratitude also what you said in the beginning about um, going back and revisiting something that you've accomplished. And you said you've done that a couple of times. Uh, I like what you said in the middle and I want you to just... Uh, tell me something else about it because that's something a lot of people struggle with which is just enjoying the little things in life you know as cliched as it is it's in every uh, instagram post it's uh, it's in every poster out there about you know stopping and smelling the roses uh, enjoying the small things in life uh, you know the small things in life the best things in life are free and and so on uh, but why is it that people don't do this or do you have any thoughts on how somebody can start doing this? Somebody who's so busy with life that they're not actually smelling the roses. Or somebody who's so occupied with planning that, uh, you know, vacation to the Bahamas, but uh, forgetting to enjoy coffee in the morning. Any thoughts on how somebody can do that? Or start doing that? Start, develop that quality of enjoying the little things in life every single day. So Vinesh, it is, um, the way I look at it, it's not binary. It's not one versus the other. Um, it's not that if you have a big goal for yourself and you're really motivated to go after it, then you're not able to stop and enjoy life experiences or the other way around. Um, if if you actually are one of the people who stop by and smell the roses, doesn't mean that you're not one that has, you're not one that's motivated to go drive for big things. And so it's not a binary thing. So if you're able to reconcile both and if you're able to enjoy your life experiences as you pursue your goals in life, life just becomes a little more richer, at least in my opinion. Um, you're able to enjoy the everyday, but you're also able to enjoy the fruits of your labor, the, the fruits of like really going hard and charging after those big lofty goals. You're able to grow mature you're able to grow and become mature and you're able to also enjoy things around you, things as they present themselves around you. And personally for me, that would be a lit, rich lived experience. Okay. So um, I think, I think this, um, you know, from everything that you've said so far, uh, one of the things that I want to point out, actually two things I want to point out. One is, there's a lot of focus on telling yourself something. And I think I really want to bring that out to the audience that, you know, a lot of times you can tell yourself things and uh, you will sort of listen to yourself. And that's a good way to get, get started on, 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 on a new uh, behavior or a practice or, or habit. Um, I also like that idea of uh, asking yourself, so you mentioned this a couple of times in, in today's interview about asking yourself, you've got to ask yourself this, you've got to ask yourself that. And I think when you ask yourself, just like you listen to yourself, you can also answer yourself and that comes out. Um, and finally, I want to bring this, uh, you know, I want to wrap up what others just said by 
you know pointing out that it's not binary it's not either or it's not that you either smell the roses or go go on a, you know go to the himalayas you can do both together and i think that's an important idea for us to for us to keep in mind so adarsh i'm pretty much done with most of what i have to ask you uh, the typical listener uh, or viewer of my youtube channel or, or podcast is somebody who's trying to get better at something somebody who's trying to uh, meet whatever goals they have it sometimes it's weight loss sometimes it's uh, you, you know uh, winning something that they're working towards and so on do you have anything else to share with people who are probably listening to this or watching this um so my experience of joy and deep satisfaction call it what you want um but they have increased over a period of time they become a little more pronounced and and they become so as i've tried to understand what i truly want uh, not in a selfish way but in a way to really get to know myself once i got a sense of what i wanted and started to focus on things that gave me joy and stop doing things because kind of because i was expected to do so because i needed to meet up a social bar or i was um chasing after some random things to prove a social standing and if i had an opportunity to stop and think about it most of those are just constructs those are just stories we tell ourselves and they take away from the real experience of joy that you feel when you do things that you really want to do that's when you find yourself getting absorbed as vinesh you know calls it like getting into the flow and and really focusing start focusing or get into the way of focusing on things that um you really want to do and then what you find is that the outcomes are far better and they're far richer and that give you that deep satisfaction that you really want to get great thanks for that uh, adarsh i think that uh, you know sort of sums up uh, most things we've been talking about i think finding out what exactly you want devoid of uh, social approval and and uh, you know public praise or whatever else and getting to do more and more and experiencing more of exactly what you want is is really what you're saying is the formula for a good life so uh folks thank you very much for listening to this podcast watching this video uh if you like what you heard if you like what you what you saw today feel free to share this send it to people who might benefit from it uh if you have something to share about what others just spoke about if you want to share your experience of using some things that he said in your own life and what that did for you uh you can go to my website vineshsukumaran.com you'll find my coordinates there you can write to me message me email me if you're watching this on youtube you can put your thoughts in the comments below and uh we'll we'll look out for that uh thanks a lot adarsh for your time thanks for those great insights and as usual you know uh, this was like us talking over a beer or something i think you know exchange of ideas and great ideas coming out from you thanks a lot for that thanks for your time always a pleasure vinesh really thrilled to be here with you today awesome thank you very much see you all soon in the next episode that's going to be episode 6 thank you